0: Hey guys, welcome to The 7 Figure Box Show. I'm Andrew Frezza, joined by my brother Tony Frezza today. And today we're gonna be talking about a better way to create and uphold uphold policies at your gym. And I know this sounds like a really boring topic, but I promise that um, you're gonna get some good stuff, not just on policies, but a better way to think about policies, systems, and just thinking in general about the things that are happening in your gym. So I know this is gonna be valuable for you guys. So I promise if you stick around, you're gonna get a lot of value out of this episode. Before we go into the episode though, I wanna mention we're gonna be doing immersions starting in 2021 at our gym. Where you are gonna be able to spend two and a half days with us at our gym. So if you guys wanna learn more about that, we're gonna shoot an episode that explains it all in detail. But if you wanna learn more and schedule a call with me to see if you're gonna be a good fit, head over to sevenfigurebox.com slash immersion and you can apply and sign up for a call with me. But to get into today's show, I wanted to kick things off. But just talking about why policies might be in in place in the first place, because I think a lot of us start gyms like a CrossFit gym or like any type of micro gym because we really enjoy sort of this clubhouse environment that might come with this type of gym where it's kind of like cheers everybody knows your name you get along with everybody it's a little bit more lax you don't have the same sort of corporate structure that might be at an la fitness or a planet fitness if anybody's gotten the lunk alarm at a planet fitness it's just one example of how it's you know there's these rules in place that sound good but aren't really great for building community and camaraderie in them and I think a lot of us are drawn to this clubhouse environment and we can be very anti-policy at our gyms because it feels like it's ruining that and we want to dive into that and talk a little bit more and, and really explain why it's not that and why policies really can help us uphold that rather than interfere with that. Yeah. I think like along the lines of like talking about sales, right?
1: People are like, oh, sales always make me feel slimy. (laughs) It's like policy makes me feel like a dad. Like (laughs) it's like policy is necessary. If there's if there's something that we've learned over the past eight years, it's that um, policy doesn't have to be restraining. It's kind of like the discipline equals freedom mindset. Once you have policy in place, it gives you so much more freedom, uh, you know, to do the things in your business that, that need to be done.
0: Yeah, and I think what we've learned over the years is that when we reach these higher growth levels in our business, it often comes from getting out of our own way and policies oftentimes create structure that allows us to get out of our own way. Rather than trying to micromanage everything, we actually have a set way we want to attack things and then our entire team can attack it that way. We don't have to come in and micromanage everything ourselves. So some of the things that I want you guys to ask yourselves to see if this this episode is going to be a good fit for you is do you often set uh, policies in private or you start brainstorming policies in private and then you go to implement it in more of a public setting with your members and it doesn't really work out the same way. You find yourself sort of changing what you said in private or making exceptions or you see another staff member doing that. So you set something, you're upholding something and then the staff members kind of setting it a different way? Or do you talk about things um, from more of an ideal situation perspective, and then there's all these little exceptions that come up, and then you don't know how to handle that thing? you know, Or are you trying to set a policy for everything? Any type of issue that comes in, you're, you're trying to set a policy for it, realizing that to a certain degree, you're going to have to um, handle things more on a judgmental basis and try to attack things Uh, more on one-off instances. What are some other questions that coaches or owners should be asking? Probably one of the worst policies is
1: just ask me. It's like, like owners or head coaches will have a policy of like, Hey, if you have a problem, just come to me with it. And that gets really old after being, being in business for a few years, Um, probably even a few weeks that gets old. Um, But you got to have those policies in place so that you can free up your time and, and work on different things. And, um, yeah just you know to keep the to keep the machine running yeah. you know and not and not and get out of your own way right because like I think we we try to hero the situation right yeah. we want to be the hero, we want to be the leader, and we think by answering questions that come up we we become better leaders, and really the best leaders put policy in place so that it um, gives kind of like uh Clarity. Clarity, empowerment to, to your to your staff. Yeah. Right. So that they don't need you. Like the best leaders aren't needed for yeah. most of the time. Right. They are needed sometimes. But for most of the time, if a leader's not needed, they're a great leader.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of a lot of gym owners struggle with this. I know we've struggled with it just to kind of throw out some of the things that we've had to create policies for over the years, like things like dogs and kids in the gym. Like what is How are we going to attack those? Uh, late members, what, what do we do when a member's late to class? Um, cancellations, holds, um, refunds, how are we going to attack those? Can members double up with classes? We have two programs here. Um, what's our policy for new members starting in the gym? Can they go straight to classes? Do they have to start with personal training? All these things become policies. And, and one of the things that I, I found with our coaching staff, we've had team meetings for a while now, weekly team meetings. And... Um, Some of the, most of these coaches are no longer on our team because they don't really fit our values. But I found we had a lot of coaches that would want a policy for everything. Anytime a situation came up, they would want us to implement a policy thinking that the the writing down of a policy or stating a policy one time was going to eradicate this issue from ever happening again. And what I found is that policies actually create more issues in the short term, more difficult and uncomfortable conversations because you would then have to say, no, this is our policy about this thing, and you have to actually be direct with someone. But in the long term, hopefully they free up time and free up mental energy and free up those difficult conversations because everyone's now following that particular policy. Uh,
1: yeah, that's really, that's really the goal, is, yeah. is to have everyone. Uh, and, that, and that's tough too, because some people on your team are gonna be very pro-policy, and then some of, the, you know, some of them will be more of the laid-back type like hey I'm just here to have fun so I think working through different team members finding policies that everyone can uphold is huge and that's why we're doing this
0: episode today yeah that's a good point you brought up because what we find what I've seen in our meetings is the people who are pro policy tend to be the loudest about policies but the people who are more lax about stuff won't be as vocal in meetings and then when they when you see them start to interact with people you can see where That uh, incongruence of what they didn't say in that meeting is now like not lining up with their actions because they really didn't believe in it. They might have agreed in a meeting. But now when you come to implement something, it's not being implemented the same way. So I would be really aware when you have someone who's vocal in a meeting, one of your team members who's vocal, it should be a certain way. Make sure that you then follow up with some of your more quiet or more lax policy people individually to be like, hey, are you really on board with this thing? Um, or maybe, you, you know, before even setting something, you get some more opinions um, rather than just listening to that loud, loud minority in those meetings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and if a poli- policy does get set in a team meeting,
1: just ask everyone, hey, does everyone feel comfortable telling someone this and bring up a very specific situation of, hey, if, uh, Jack shows up late to class. Are you guy are you okay telling him that this is our policy? And make sure everyone agrees that they're okay doing that.
0: Yeah. I it's funny, we say that so much when people are starting to throw around it. I'm usually the one who I don't want to say I'm more more lenient to not have a policy, but I'm very, I would say self aware about what it's gonna feel like to deliver that to someone in the future. So let's say this late member policy, like I, we've had a lot of coaches that say, oh, when someone is more than five minutes late, shut them out of class. They gotta, you know, they gotta come to another class. They gotta work on the side. And I was like, okay, so what if this person and assigned an actual name, what if, you know, our favorite member, Mark shows up five minutes and 30 seconds late and says, I was gonna be early, but I caught the bridge and now I'm five minutes and 30 seconds late. Are you gonna shut that person out of class? like?" I would not do that. I would not do that personally. And I'm self-aware enough to project out in the future and go, I would not say that to the person. So I don't want to have the policy that looks like that. Um, Now I might now I want to frame it in a way that I do feel comfortable with, you know, and what that looks like for me is like, hey, you're you're more than five minutes late today. Just so you know, in the future, if you're more than five minutes late, we want you to come to another class or you know, do something on the side until that next class starts, Um, but today you're good to go. You know, I'm going to let you through. So that way you've kind of set the standard on a policy, but you've let that person maybe have a free pass for that day. Or you say, you know what? It was close enough for today. You're still in that five minute window. I know you had a rough day. Get in here, get a good sweat. Let's work out. And it's maybe not that free pass situation, but it's you just making a judgment call and saying, you know what? You're close enough to that five minutes that we're going to work with it now what you don't want that to look like though is that i give that freedom and then one of my other coaches does not give that freedom and then you leave the the chance for someone to be an asshole and someone to not be an asshole you got your nice coach and your asshole coach and that's really where you need to dial into what are the 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 specifics of that policy that can be very black and white across the board yeah i mean so let's talk about like what makes a
1: policy upholdable Right. Like what are the things that you're going to do with your team, with your staff um, to say, hey, guys, like what makes this policy, uh,
0: you know, more concrete? So, I mean, I think we talked about it before, like core values is a big one. It has to to relate to a core value or a why. There has to be a why that you can deliver with it, Um, you know, because policies, again, they're not about being a hard ass for no reason. The policies are really about how can we project how can we protect the needs of the most amount of people over the exceptions of a few people. And in the short term, it can it can look like it's hurting someone, but you're really protecting the needs of the most amount of people. So there needs to be a big why attached to it. an example that I'll bring up that we've had to address recently is doubling up classes. Okay. So we had to stop allowing people to double up classes during COVID. And we kind of went back and forth on this multiple times in meetings. And then ultimately what it came down to was like an exposure issue. We didn't want someone to take, uh, four classes in the period of 48 hours because they were doubling up with BeachFit Fit and FTX. And then on that third day, they come back to us and say, hey, I started to feel a little off. I tested positive. And now we have to, instead of contacting two classes worth of people, we have to contact four classes worth of people. And those that just doubled our exposure in terms of COVID, which could lead to a lot more cases. So for us, it became down to an exposure issue. So now doubling up classes is a very clear why with it. It's not just that we want, because part of this reason on doubling up classes that we've discussed is like, as a from a coaching standpoint, we're like, we want members to give their all to one class and not double up and give, you know, an 80% effort to two classes. So you have this like coaching aspect that really is a distraction to the real issue of this conversation, which is it's an exposure issue. So when it, when it came down to when it was more of a coaching issue and we made it about that, it was hard for all of our coaches to be on the same page. When we made it an exposure issue, now all of our coaches feel very confident delivering that message. So I don't know if that clarifies it enough.
1: I think that's great because that that shows us that this isn't about us. We're not making policies for our own ego, you know, to please ourselves so that we can go home with a smiling face at night. We're doing this for, for the greater good of everyone. So, you know, when we talk about values being tied to our policies, like... We've gone through things where we could actually physically like say like this policy is because of this value. One of the things that we don't allow anymore is like open gym memberships and just letting people work out on the side. I know that's a big problem with gyms. We went through it as well, is that you have these athletes on the side banging weights, clanging weights while you're trying to, to explain a workout. You know, our value is the class comes first. You know, we put the value, the the emphasis on the, the class as a whole. And if anything is drawing away from that, we feel like, hey, a policy might have to be there to help create the best experience possible for the class. And that's where, you know, no open gym while class is going on came in. Yeah. Um, I I think another one one is kind of like, you know, showing up late to class. You know, some coaches will internalize, internalize that and be like, they're disrespecting me. They're showing up late to my class. They always do it. They always show up late to my class. And it's like, turn it around on the member and, and tell them why it's important for them to show up on time, to take part in the full warm up so that they're warm and pre- hopefully prevent more injuries, right? So you're turning it back on them and why the value is there for them in the policy. And our value is, we want to be the best hour of your day. We can't be your best hour of the day if you're hurt, yeah. right? So you've got to be there for the full time.
0: Yeah, I, I love that. I, I think policies are often used as a replacement for coaches. And I think other businesses might be able to get away with this uh, because they're not coaches, but we're coaches. And when it comes to a late member, you could treat it as a policy issue. You could treat it as a, a coaching issue. Mm-hmm. Right. When it comes to making sales in the gym, you could make it about the money or you can make it about coaching this person to invest in themselves. And um, that that kind of goes back to my original point that you know you have a lot of uh, of coaches that want to implement policies and owners to implement policies because they want they want to make things easier they want to stress less they want to have less difficult conversations realizing that it's not an escape from difficult conversations because you're going to have to coach and there's going to be still plenty of situations where um, you need to coach and you can't you know you can't replace it with a policy a, a policy is definitely
1: Uh, an invitation to have harder conversations up front you are going to have and that and that's why most people shy away from them and they're like well i don't know if i need a policy for that and it's like you do because you're having a lot you're skipping over a lot of hard conversations that you should be facing up to so that you know down the road we can you know
0: not even have these conversations so i want to lay out a framework for you guys of basically three different type of policies you can have and ways to attack them so the first is a is a black and white policy Um, you could still have the free pass in this black and white policy so like a late member doubling up classes in our case where you let that person get away with it that day Um, not get away with it but you say you're good for today but here's the policy for this moment and beyond right so they're they're in the midst of taking their second class of the day you catch them you say hey just to let you know we're not allowing doubling up classes because of COVID exposure i know you're already here you already plan to work out the second time finish this class you don't have to stop what you're doing but just know for the time being moving forward we're not allowing doubling up classes so that's one the second would be you have a clear policy but there's also a clear sub policy that's kind of behind the scenes For exceptions, so we use this for like holds, cancellations, refunds, we're very lenient on those things, but we still have policies that don't look like we're lenient. So for holds and cancellations, I think we say seven or 10 days is like the amount of time you have to give us prior to your next payment before um, you won't get charged. Otherwise if you tell us five days out when it's supposed to be seven days out, then we could still charge you for that next payment. The only reason we have that policy in place is to give us enough cushion to actually do the action of putting that member on hold and not get caught in a situation where they're asking us to put on hold and then two hours later they're being billed because we didn't see the email or maybe they send the email on a sunday we don't see it till monday or tuesday and they're getting billed because they didn't give us enough time but if that person gets it to us and we have enough time we'll do it an hour before 24 hours before as long as we can beat that payment we're gonna put that hold in because we wanna over deliver that in that sense. So there's still a clear policy on the front facing, but on the back side, there's an exception that all of our staff knows that they can implement. And then the third type would be something that needs to escalate to someone and realize that this is not someone going over someone else's head. This is something where there's a judgment being made and we need to go to a head coach, an owner, a front desk manager to make that call. So an example of that would be, like our 40 days to fit. We require everyone right now starts with personal training to get into our group classes. With that being said, we do have people that come in from time to time that are adamant about going to group classes. A lot of those people have experience. If you have someone who has experience and the financials are really big, um, something that's really holding them back and we're confident about their experience, we'll turn that over to a head coach or an owner. and, And the front desk person will say, Hey, this person really wants to go straight to classes. You make the call. And we might be able to say yay or nay on that. Um, The key point in all three of these situations, though, is that your team is on the same page. This is never, oh, I I get one answer from a front desk staff, and then I can go to mommy and daddy, AKA the owners or the general managers, to get a different answer and kind of circumvent the system. Yeah, (laughs) which we've done that before. We've messed that up. So you know, one of the reasons we're shooting this episode is because these are things that we've messed up before, and we've messed up even recently. Um, With the doubling up classes, we had kind of a miscommunication on that, and we had to address it in several meetings. So the reason this episode is even here is because we're messing this stuff up ourselves. So I don't want you to think we're perfect in that regard. Well, I think also people are going to listen to this and be like, well, what's the use of
1: a policy that has exceptions? Yeah, what's the use of a policy you just said that you want policies so you don't have to be bothered with questions but yet there's a type of policy that i'm supposed to get asked a question right like a mm-hmm. follow-up question and i think that's really that's really important to understand is like policies are not the answer policies are just the, the first step right so a policy about being late to class opens the door to a conversation with the person that's late to class A policy about starting at our gym that says you have to do pts first opens up a conversation with a member who wants to start at our gym so don't think of policy as like black and white it's gonna it's going to succeed or fail look at it like it's opening up a conversation with that person and then now like the gates unlocked yeah right and like now you have the freedom to talk to someone where you a coach may not have connected with a person over their, them being you know chronically late over and over again, but yet now that a policy in place, hey, I'm gonna ask them like, what's what's their deal? Like yeah. you know what's what's going on in their life? Like how can I help them? How can I
0: coach them? I like that, and it, it takes a lot of work as a coach to stay open and not be that coach that sees it as an attack on a, a personal attack, but see it as really something that this individual is dealing with and not not make it too personal or emotional in that sense. Um, To kind of go back to that point you brought up, just to reiterate, so the second version that I use, the the holds and cancellation, I think that this is a good one. This is really a chance to over-deliver from a customer service perspective. So what I like about the the policy sort of sub-policy version is that you have this opportunity to over-deliver and make customers really happy. And that's—it's really important to note though which situ- situations lend themselves well to it. A cancellation or a hold lends itself well because um, anybody can implement that, and it's—it's it's something where you can have this front-facing policy, and then everybody can be clear on the back end. Something like um, open gym probably isn't a good example because what's probably going to happen is you're going to end up with the nice coach and the asshole coach. You're not going to end up with a very um, clear thing. In this case, the entire organization is great for doing it, or the entire organization. You know, we don't like the way they act. It's not one person versus another. And then um, that third version, which is, I lost it here. Which is, um, oh, the escalating one. So mm-hmm. it's that one is not. It's it's because there's a certain level of knowledge that's required to make that call, right? It's it's not that our front desk couldn't in theory, give a pass to someone to go straight to classes, but they might not have the knowledge to make the right call, to ask the right questions, to dig in a little bit. They're not trained in like no sweat intros the way our best salespeople are. They're more trained in the basic level of sales and getting to know someone. So they might not have the the knowledge and skill set to make the call. So you can't really have a clear black and white policy on that. Yeah, yet, you know, they might not
1: have it yet. So, you know, the policies can create better policies so something that might have been in category three from the start you know it's like oh that's that's definitely an ask me one and then you start to get the same questions and the same response hey you know what we have a a more response policy to that now that we're going to put in place because i find that i'm answering that question with the same so you'll notice that policies don't necessarily get stuck in each category but they can evolve um, from one category to the other they can become like a full-on policy and really uh, don't have much leeway you know once you build them out
0: yeah i like that i think that relates to systems a lot policies and systems kind of can go hand in hand in this this point that you're bringing up and a lot of things that we think can't have a system if we really were to sit down with it and write out our thought process we could create a system for it like so programming would be a good example right programming is something that Most people hold on to because they don't think I could ever train someone to do it the way that I do. Even though, you know, of the thousands of gym out there, they all lots of successful gyms out there program differently from each other. But they they don't think they can until they actually start to write it down. It's like, okay, no, when I see this, I recognize this. So I change this like it might be more in depth, but you're able you are able to um, create a system around it and I think the same is true with policies, is it might seem like it's obscure, but if you were to really map it out, if this, then that, you probably could figure out um, where it needs to go. Yeah. Cool, I think I think we'll wrap up on that. Um, yeah, we really just wanted people to understand kind of the why behind it. Think about having a why behind your policy. Always think about presenting a united front with your team and your staff member and set them for, up for success where they can present a united front and and you don't have to be the good guy or the bad guy in these situations and and really disrupt the team so um, if you guys enjoyed this episode if you guys are regular listeners of the show really appreciate if you head over to itunes or wherever you listen leave us a five-star review and uh, make sure you guys check out the immersion sevenfigurebox.com slash immersion and we'll see on the next one